What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, I do have to say, we have a pretty fun topic today. We're going to be talking about big-ass monsters, which is always fun. But of course, before we do that, before we get into the painting talk and the monster talk, I just want to want to catch up with the uh, the co-host, uh, Brent, see what you're up to, what you've been up to last couple weeks. Hey, Casey, thanks for checking in. Uh, you know what? Today is going to be the Army Painter Speed Paint episode. Uh, we're going to mm. talk about that today. That's what I got today. That's what I've been up the last two two weeks or so. I've been been hanging out with the the Arby Painter Speed Paints. Man, I've been looking forward to that too. Cause the, I mean, any competition just to like contrast paints from GW is such a good thing. Like you know, when when contrast paints came out, people were kind of skeptical. It's, like, it's probably the best way to put it. Uh, and now it's like everybody loves them. They it's are insane. fun. They are fun. And, and of course, when they came out, uh, I was not skeptical. I'd painted with washes before. Painting with washes is good, but there's there's a thickness to them. The contrast paint, this, that that is kind of fun. Um, and But you know me. Like, normally I'm a pretty happy guy, but there's little things that irritate me, and I complain. You know me. I, I complain. And so yeah, with your bit, contrast yeah. paints, man, that's $7.80 a bottle. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll complain about that all the way. And uh, especially if I then knock the bottle over, then I'll really complain about it. <laughs> Spill paints bravely. <laughs> Spill paints bravely. Man, that, yes. that lid it just sticks up and it's just the perfect lever arm to just, you know, you're moving your hand around the table. The highest yeah. thing sticking up above all the your other bottles of paint on the table is the one that's open. And you just, boom, mm-hmm. knocks it right over. You and, know, I uh, still still feel like... Uh... I don't know. There are ways around that. Like, uh, yeah, no, there's, you know, <laughs> and that kind of proves the point. The fact that there are whole industries designing holders <laughs> right. for these stupid paint bottles so that they That's don't spill over every time you try to use them kind of yeah. makes the point. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, I, I made one Instagram video, which is my best performing Instagram video of yeah, clamping, mm. just putting a clamp on a bottle of of wash or contrast paint so that there's oh, yeah, a, yeah. a little extra weight to it uh, a broader base that you don't knock it over every time you try to use it and of course mm-hmm. that instagram video gets viewed 24,000 times has like 100 comments on there of of <laughs> other ways to not immediately spill right, yeah. <laughs> the products contained in these terribly designed bottles like yeah. Oh, well, what you should do is just transfer them to dropper bottles. Um, well, the reason I want to talk about uh, Army Painter Speed Paints today is that be, they are cheaper and they come in dropper bottles. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about time. And it's about time. Yeah, uh, oh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I know that there's, what, instant colors? Mm-hmm. Is that, that's the thing, right? Yeah, so Scale 75 came out with their line not super long after. I mean, maybe it was like six, eight months, okay. something like that. They they did a whole thing for them, and they basically work the same. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. They are also in dropper bottles. Uh, I've never personally used them, so I don't know how they compare. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, and like I was vaguely aware of that release, but uh, Scale 75 is not locally available for me. 
Right. But yeah, again, I think that's ar- a big problem. Yeah. Army Painter is at my game store. It's at mm-hmm. the mall. Like it's 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 at the yeah. comic book store in the mall. I can get Army Painter mm-hmm. paints. Um, it's at it's at the a little board game store just outside the mall. Like Army Painter, at least uh, where I live, is available more places than Games Workshop paints. Yeah. And so that's why I think this release is really interesting. And uh, I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're aware, but you're going to be hearing about speed paints for the next couple of months. <laughs> um, here we <laughs> are. Uh, speed paints. <laughs> well, not just for me, but you're. This is going to be the the fad that's sweeping through the the, the yeah. hobby this month and the next couple of months. That's just it the definitely way it is. seems like it. It's, yeah. it's going to be the big release for a couple of months. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's contrast paints, but cheaper and in a better bottle. And, uh, you know, Casey, question, you, though. you, uh, you have eBay in your YouTube name. So nobody sends you anything cause you buy all your stuff on eBay, but, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not, not entirely true, but yes, <laughs> I get, I get you saying, see it. Uh, sorry. That's, that's a little bit cruel, but, uh, yeah. Army painter has been sending out samples of these speed paints. And it was kind of funny because like months ago, they sent out three colors to a bunch of different YouTubers. So yeah. there was a dark brown, there was a dark gray, and a dark blue, like a dark blue gray. <laughs> I cannot that. Di- Thanks. Guys. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> the real flagship colors of the line. Yeah, the ones. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's great. And and then, you know, like a month later, they sent out another four colors. It was like a, I think it was yellow, orange, green, and white, I think. Uh, but I mean, at least those are a good Those variety. are more, those are yeah. more, they make better thumbnails, I'll tell you that. And so right, there have yeah. been, there have been a few YouTube channels who have been putting out content for this. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here holding out like an arm. I'm holding out, they'll, they'll send me the set eventually. They'll, they'll send me all the colors that I can test, all the colors so that I can actually review this set of paints. Yeah. Um, and they finally did. There was, nice. there was actually, there was actually a third intermediate step in there. Some YouTubers got the, uh, the 10 paint kit. So, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were some YouTubers that got a set of three and a month later got a set of four and a month later got a set of 10, which had some repeats in it. Anyway, the entire set of speed paints has 23 paints and uh, that came in the mail for me like a week or two ago. I can't remember. But um, yeah, so I've been playing with all those colors. And there's a lot of pretty ones in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any, uh, any particular standouts that you want to mention? Sand Golem. Sand Golem. So the, it, it has the ugliest bottle. It's, uh, it's got this little <laughs> hexagon with a color swatch on it. And the color sure. swatch just looks sand colored, like a, like a lame like a tan color. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. And, but you put it on and it's got a, it's got a, it's got a lot of orange in it. Okay. And it, there's, there's always a surprise like, Ooh, didn't yeah, expect true. that. Cause it was. Man, it was the underdog, I tell you, when I was looking at all the all the colors. <laughs> like, you know magic blue that. is going to be this bright, awesome blue. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but sand golem, man, I don't particularly like tan colors. And, you know, honestly, I don't particularly like golems either. But sand golem? Yeah. 
It's nice, nice orangey brown, actually. Ooh. We'll be <laughs> yeah, talking really. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a set of 23 paints, and it actually has a pretty good spread across the color wheel. Like I was able to take, mm-hmm. uh, I just picked 12 of them that had the brightest colors, was actually able to arrange them in a color wheel that was pretty well balanced. It goes, you know, That's all nice. the way around the circle and, uh, you know, there, there seemed to be about the right number of paints on each side of the circle and, and all that stuff. So yeah, pretty <laughs> right. good, pretty good. <laughs> and then the other 11 were the less colorful, but actually useful paints. You know, your your browns and tans and your, yeah. your stupid dark blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many like how many varieties of browns are there? Because I feel like contrast paints like fifty percent brown. <laughs> I don't which know. If, I don't think that's useful. actually true. Which are the most Yeah, there's useful. a lot of browns. Yeah. Uh, and and I do use them, but you know, how many are there? Man, if if you've got your your quiver full of arrows strapped across your character you get color for your quiver, color for your strap, color for your arrows. You're running pretty low on browns. You better hope that uh, your character isn't some sort of a boar man, you know? <laughs> well, that's sort true. Of a... And I've run into that before, so. That's, that's uh, what I've been dealing like, with all day There are like six here. browns on this one dude. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a legit concern. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's only actually like three or four uh, that... I might have traded one of the orangey colors actually for a for a more standard brown. Sure, uh, sure. But but for a set of only twenty three paints, I think it's a pretty good spread. It's a pretty good I mean, spread. Three or four, I think, is comfortable. Honestly, like it's yeah. usually yeah, it's it's the the, the arrow on the quiver is, is a good example, right? Because it's your leather, your quiver is probably going to be the same color as like a leather pouch or a leather backpack or something else on. Mm-hmm. said model so you know but the wood color isn't necessarily going to be the same brown so it's like it makes sense you, you need two or three um yep i i do think like 10 is overkill <laughs> and I, I i wish i knew the number of the gw ones but i think there is i, like I don't seven, know the number of browns but uh it, there are 34 colors of of gw contrast paints um yeah probably too many yeah and and i was looking this up earlier uh games workshop sells theirs for seven dollars and eighty cents the mm-hmm. the bottle is the same size but it, games workshop's design is much more likely to just waste half of it by knocking it over and ruin your table um seven dollars and eighty cents <laughs> but if you buy the pack of all 34 and you mm-hmm. do the math it's seven dollars and eighty cents per bottle so you get that savings um Anyway, the, yeah, the the Army Painter stuff, they finally, just like today, posted their prices for, for their kits, and the okay. their whole set of 23 is $99, so that works out to $4.30 a bottle, um, and actually, plus on top of it, there's a bottle of medium in there, and mm-hmm. a bottle of brush that's, that's not included in that calculation, Ooh, so. A bottle of brush and everything, huh? I mean, I'm... I haven't even used that yet, but yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I can't tell you if that are... army painter brush is any good or not. I've I've used a lot of army paint pile. brushes. Yeah. It depends on the, it depends on what kind. Is it one of like the the white 
handled brushes or is it the like triangular red ones or you know what i mean i don't know you don't even know these hard questions so much research done here uh 99 bucks is super good though yeah i mean a hundred bucks is still a lot of money but it's the the fact that it's close to half the price of contrast paints from games workshop makes makes you feel a lot better i mean so it's it's closer to being a third of the price like we're closer to a third than half no no it's it's still more than 99 dollars for 23 there there are less colors in the set yeah so well but still i'm just saying for for a set that works for i'm just saying yeah no, I, I remember my, you know, very first experience with contrast paints was going to a, a local hobby store. And this one was in New Hampshire, but going into the store and I like carefully picking the six colors that I wanted to try, uh, throwing down the credit card for like 50 bucks for yeah. six tiny little bottles of paint. And like, I, I remember there, there are entire days of my life that I forget forgotten but I remember the walk through the parking lot to my car <laughs> feeling like I'd been ripped <laughs> off, feeling like I'd been taken advantage of, and feeling an anger start to start to burn within me. And Until it's still you, going uh, to this day. You know, contrast <laughs> paints are overpriced. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to say they're not overpriced, but you know what? Like, for me, I've had yeah. an entire set since they came out, and I've literally run out of one bottle from use. Mm-hmm. And... They're all still going strong. I haven't spilled any yet. And uh, you know what? Like, for the amount of things that I use them for, I'm fine. I feel good. Now, the Army Painter stuff sounds great. It's even better. It's cheaper. If there are any colors that are even somewhat similar and it acts the same way, then I'm I'm 100% it. Right? Then, of course, I'll be replacing those colors with... Like, yeah. if, if I ever run out of the GW ones, I will replace the colors with the, the Army Painter ones. That sounds, the, uh, the dropper yeah. bottle, though, does sound like a huge bonus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. There, was a, there was a time in my life when I thought dropper bottles were worse because you're like, oh, you're, you're just immediately wasting whatever drop, you know, anything that comes out of that bottle, you're wasting. Anything that dries on your palate, that's a waste. But no. They're better. They're so much better. They, well, and yeah. it, it doesn't even matter at some point, like, the, the waste amount. It's just the ease of use, right? Like that too. It's that just, too. it's so much easier to just use, like, you know, if you're airbrushing and you put a couple of drops of paint in your airbrush, you're probably not even going to use all the, that paint. Like, it's a pretty good waste of paint, but it's like the application of getting the, that paint into your airbrush is just so much better. Like, of course I'm going to buy that. And even then, like, I've got bottles that are airbrush-ready paints and stuff, and I still have them, and I've used them a lot. It's like, it's not like you go through paint so fast, right? Like, those GW pots, though, they dry up. So, I I don't know, what does a bottle of paint cost these days? About four bucks? It depends on the brand, of course, but, like... So it looks like these are going to be closer to four fifty. I don't know what they're going to be sold for individually. Their ten pack is selling for forty five dollars with uh, mm. including a a brush. Um, so it so looks like there's somewhere like, around four fifty. Maybe maybe individual bottles will be four seventy five. Maybe five dollars. That'd be my but guess. Yeah, four seventy cheaper than seven dollars eighty cents. <laughs> it's so true. 
Well, um, a, what's a regular army painter bottle like 350? Yeah, they might be pushing four at this point. Yeah. So that's not know, far the, off. That's, that's not bad. But um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for that. It it looks like the, that is still a month or two away from release, but on the day that this podcast is coming out is the dropping of the review embargo for the whole set. So on the day this podcast is coming out, you're probably going to see several YouTube videos reviewing the whole set. So enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, really? Yeah. I assume you're doing one. I am. I am. You are. Yeah, we'll we'll see if I get it done in time for drop it on <laughs> review day. Uh, I don't know right now, but anyone listening to this podcast, they know. They know. <laughs> well, I know earlier today you were painting. Mm-hmm. So. I was. I mean. I was Did painting a little boar man. Yes, I was I was painting sample models with uh, speed paints. And I was painting Perfect. a little boar man who has a quiver mm -hmm. full of arrows and, uh, yeah. No, a quiver full of spears because he doesn't have a bow. Still, that's actually a harder situation because the spears have wraps. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. They he's, got the leather got, wraps, huh? He's got a quiver <laughs> with spears sticking out. The spears have wraps. He's got, like, ropes and straps all over him. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. plus he's a boar, so like a fool, so I brown, painted yeah. his fur brown just to take <laughs> one of those off of my palette already. <laughs> <laughs> like, do these browns go together? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Maybe, okay. maybe I'm going to have to break down and sneak like one GW contrast paint in there for like one extra brown. I don't know. <laughs> right. Get your, get your eighth brown in there just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... No, I, I know uh, Dana Howell has, has been doing some comparisons with actual contrast paints, and I I think she's having the speed paints actually be slightly better in, in some categories, in most categories, I think. But my oh, okay. experience has been very similar to contrast I paints. I mean, like, to be fair, they've also had, what, three years, two years to... Uh, oh, sure. ...to iterate, so I mean, it, it kind of sure. makes sense, right? Um, like they would fix the complaints or, or try and fix some of the issues that people had with them previously. So like, yeah, yeah of course, um, which is great. That's, that's what we need. We need to see the, the improvements and then hopefully games workshop will then respond yet again. And the cycle continues, right? Right. And the reason I'm excited about this is because of competition, because mm -hmm. there was a product that one company had that no one had a great competitor for. Mm -hmm. And now there is, and that's awesome. Exactly. And I this competitor it. is close to half the price, so that's even more awesome. So <laughs> it does uh, say yeah. a lot, doesn't it? No, like, we, that's we, we want these. Uh, <laughs> we want these companies to strive to improve things, to to fight for their the hobby dollars. You know, exactly. And uh, honestly, <laughs> Games Workshop has made so much money off of contrast paints, and I think Army Painter is going to make a lot of money off of these speed paints too. So I think long term, and, uh, that's probably where and good for them. Be, it's yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's fun stuff. I mean, once you once you get like a, a grasp on how contrast paints work, and I I'm sure people are still just going to call them contrast paints. I don't even, what what does Army Painter actually call them? They're called speed paints. Oh, just speed paints. Okay, yep. or speed well, paints. That's, that's speed nice. Paint that's lines, good... Speed paints. Yeah. Still, um, like once you get a, once you get a grip on how they're used, like you really can, you can definitely speed paint some stuff and like make it look good. Um, and I do yeah. like that a lot. 
Like there, there's just some fun things you can do with that. And then just like even coming back in after it's dry with a brush to make everything look better. It's like, well, you just did your base coats in, in 10% of the time. Yeah. This is basically what you're doing. You're yeah. base coating in a very fast amount of time. Yeah. No, I've, I've been having fun with it. You do have to be careful if you're trying to do entirely contrast or, or entirely speed paint. You have to be careful not to, you know, mess up your, your base coat of, of the next thing you're going to paint. Or, sure. You know, got to keep all those white areas until you're actually doing that color. But yeah. Uh, and, and, and depending on what the model is, that can slow things down. But yeah, if you, if you just want to get all the cloth or, or all the power armor, one awesome shade and then move on to regular paints. Yeah. It's it, a good tool for the toolbox. I'm glad there's competition. Um, then just plus, I think we're all going to be hearing about it for a while. So we're, we're getting in early. That's all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, I don't even have any. That's annoying. Well, maybe, maybe the next time I see, you, I'll try to sneak some <laughs> in my suitcase. Right. <laughs> um, I did want to point out that, that other companies have sent me things. I have this lovely Red Grass Games wet palette. Thank you, Red Grass Games. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh-huh. I have one, too. Uh, yeah. I actually really like it. I, I do. Good kitty. Is that all you've been up to? You just been—I mean, I guess you're you're in the middle of making a a huge long form breakdown and reveal yeah, of, of the art of speed paints. I, I've been making other little discoveries, and I've been leading to TikTok videos. So one thing I did is I filmed a time lapse of paint drying. Actually, several of them. I saw those. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's fun. So um, you know, I wanted to see how the like pools of, of the speed paint, you know, how it you know, runs and pools. I wanted to see if those dried to look stupid or not. And so I just set up my camera in front of the model drying and turned the camera on for 45 minutes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you, you know, we, we kind of train ourselves to be really concerned when we have a big pool of wash because that can do some these weird like coffee staining things and it can dry into these just nasty weird patterns mm-hmm. um you know if you have yeah. a big pool of wash like that and in this case that didn't really happen the mm-hmm. the biggest pool of washes i mean they went like fully opaque and so you know there's nice transition nice transition and then just kind of a a fully opaque block but it didn't yeah. do anything worse than that um so well and from what i remember seeing was it was like oh well in the middle of the belt buckle it was fully opaque and it's like okay that's fine yeah like it it wasn't in a weird spot it wasn't just like open on the huge flat panel i mean it's it's in the natural spot and maybe you would want like a thinner line of really dark there and so it ended up being like a thicker line because you had too much um of, of the wash on there when it started drying but um yeah, no, it behaves really well. I found that uh, there's no, you know, as it was drying, it's not leaving like white spots anywhere where the wash is like pulling back away from tips of spears or anything sure, like that, sure. you know, spikes. Okay, uh, interesting, yeah. Because painting with other washes, I've definitely had that happen where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, secret weapon, rest in peace, but that would happen a fair bit of, yeah, the, the wash would dry over the white base coat. It would kind of pull away from some of the high points. 
and and leave like the the tip of a spike just a little dot of white up there a little triangle of white up there um yeah. but whatever formulation army painter has here that wasn't happening um i tried Ooh. it on matte finish white primer i tried it on gloss finish white primer works if anything better on gloss like like a sharper or more dramatic transition from sure sure from light color to dark color um, interesting but, i mean yeah. so then i could see that for like for people who really enjoy glazing like you were saying that that dana how somewhat prefers these to contrast then like that makes a lot of sense because now the color is actually sticking at a certain intensity and then getting stronger when you place it in the area that you want it to be stronger. Like when you finish your brush stroke at the bottom and it pulls there, it's like, well, that's supposed to be stronger. Mm-hmm. But now these are actually behaving in that way and not wicking away and leaving white paint left over. Because that, that is a problem with contrast paint. If you're like, you have to get the consistency just right to like glaze those on to, to make it like, well, I'm just tinting this color and it's not like pulling away from. So I can see that. That that's nice. A little more stick. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Let's see how that be useful. What else did I do? Oh yeah. I did I did one other TikTok video. Not quite as good, but uh not as good as paint drying. <laughs> not honestly no. Uh, so good. Okay. So I tried loading up the airbrush with this stuff. And I know yes. some people are like, oh, you get these really fine tints with contrast paints if you want to be yes. messing around with trying to it's pour honestly, stuff. Honestly, that that's material. all I care about. Okay. Is okay. what it does through the airbrush. Okay. This is something you care about. That's cool. And so I was trying that. And yeah, I had some white models. I was able to tilt, you know, tint them to be red or blue or whatever. Cool, cool, cool. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just go full blast? Why don't I just use this muscular thumb and just pull all the way back on this trigger and uh, go full blast through the airbrush? And I squirted this wash on hard. And so it's actually like a wash. Like there's too much liquid on there. Like it's not, not drying immediately. Like there's liquid pooling everywhere on the model. Yeah. And it looked awesome. It honestly looked better than putting it on with a brush. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm kind of curious about doing this with other washes now uh it's still yes it's still faster to pull out a brush than to uh you know turn on your compressor and, and load up your airbrush and, and clean up your airbrush but um but it was so much fun just to use the airbrush for five seconds to put wash on a model that would realistically take 90 seconds with a with a paintbrush mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, and but anything you can do with an airbrush is uh, honestly just more fun. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, just just pulled way back on the trigger. There's wash all over the model right away, and it dried like perfectly. It's it's like a perfect. Te- <laughs> it's the it's the perfect test model for for what That's happens awesome. when you're trying to put the speed paint on on and. Uh... I don't know. I've been I've been running stupid <laughs> tests. That's what I'm trying to say. I've been running stupid tests with these speed paints, making a video about it. You know, while you're listening to this podcast, you you know maybe you could watch that video now. Depends. I that, mean, yeah. If you're on your phone. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You talking about your TikTok video? <laughs> you need more people. Yeah. To, yeah, to you, you, join I'm you. recruiting. I'm trying to get people to follow me on TikTok. 
Oh man! Uh, actually, our our episode a couple weeks ago, I got some followers. I'm up to like sixty followers Makes on sense. TikTok. All right, that makes, all right. There we go. So you got to keep promoting that. You know, drive up those Good numbers, job, people. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here just like TikTok. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. You want to know what I did? I do. I do. Uh, I did this. Computer, turn on my airbrush. <laughs> to be fair uh, I'm sure that didn't full come across disclosure, exactly both of Casey's hands are off screen from where I'm looking at him uh, hold on can I try it um, no because no, you're, you're in you're my in headphones, headphones. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I, it's, your voice does I not travel I need to scream really loud Casey it <laughs> would hurt my hearing yeah. See, I I changed Alexa to the, to the other thing so that you know you, you when you're talking about Alexa, it doesn't just go off, right? Right. Of course, then when you say computer in any capacity, it just goes right. off anyway. So it's six one half dozen the other. Living um, in living in Star Trek over here. That's awesome. I mean, that's what it makes me feel like, and honestly, that's where I want to be. So <laughs> yes, that's that's what I have all of my smart stuff set to, and it's awesome. Um. So you were talking about, you know, yeah, getting the airbrush, having to turn that thing on. It's like, not for me, man. I just, uh, I just tell my computer to do it and it turns on. Um, yeah, not useful whatsoever, really, but, uh, really fun to do. Just adding more fun to the airbrush. You, (laughs) you hooked up your Alexa to a power strip. Is that what I'm hearing? It basically, yeah. Okay. That's what I did. To to one single outlet. It's just one outlet. Yeah. I really, honestly, okay. So the story is like, uh, I was on Amazon, and they're like, oh, hey, we're doing a special right now for smart plugs. 99 cents, you get one. Normally, they're like 20 bucks or something like that for the like Amazon branded one. I was like, oh, for a dollar, sure, I'll buy that. And then it got here, and I was literally walking around my house with this plug like, I have nothing to plug in that I would want to have voice turned on. Like I, there, I had nothing. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of anything. And then I was like, oh, my airbrush. That makes the most sense because no reason at all. It's just in front of me. Um, 99 cents is worth it for the, uh, the laugh yes. we've all gotten now. Yeah. For the novelty of being able to do that with my voice, yes, for sure. Um, I had it hooked up to a 3D printer the other day. That oh. was fun. I got that on video, too, so that I could just turn it on, you know? Um, so that's going to be in my video next next week? Whatever. It's coming out soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Maybe you Smart should start are a pretty TikTok. fun, but you that's, you really that's realize that you I've have made. Like nothing to power anymore. Unless you have Lighten lamps for no reason, like that, that'll be a good TikTok then, uh, video. Yeah, I believe in you. Interesting, Uh-oh. Casey. Where'd you go, Casey? M- my man, my main Poor man. Poor connection. Where'd you go? This doesn't happen very often. Uh, Brent has gone missing. This episode of Pain Bravely brought to you by Chicken in the Bucket. Merch in the description below. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we had a weird drop off, but that's okay. We're back better than ever. 
and we're just going to continue talking like nothing happened. Um, yep. Nothing happened. All right, Casey, I asked you what you were up to, and you changed the subject by using your clapper over there. But what have you been up to? Um, you know what? I've been, uh, I've been, I've been doing a lot of painting. I've been painting monsters. And I don't want to segue into the main topic just yet, but I have been painting monsters, and that's been pretty fun. We could. I mean, we could. That would deprive me of talking about fun things. Although, I don't know how far we are in this podcast now that we've had things happen. But, uh, I did want to mention something. Just one thing, real short, we can cover it real quick. Real quick. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Star Citizen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The game that's not a game. I uh, finally roped Brent into downloading said game. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing that happened was uh, Brent couldn't find his way out of his... Or was it out of your room or the way back in? Yeah, you know, I spawned in a nice apartment building and I left my apartment room. And then, you know, the first thing I do, smart thinking, I'm like, okay, I know this game is big. I don't want to get lost. I turned around to see the room I'd just come out of, you know. Like, this is my apartment. Okay, here's here's where I'm from. And then I clicked on the door, and I could not get back into my apartment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, okay, you had to figure out the whole control system. How do you interact with menus and stuff? And I'm just, like, wailing on the button to open the my apartment door. And (laughs) so the very first thing I did in this game was apparently lock myself out of my apartment. Which isn't true. uh, That doesn't happen. (laughs) Well, be that as it may... (laughs) Uh, so I did, you know, going through all these menus, trying to figure out this extremely dense and complex game that they you know, have been developing for 10 years, but at no point developed a tutorial for. And uh, I did find this one option that says respawn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll respawn on the other side of my apartment door. I'll look around the apartment. I'll find the keys and then I'll leave the apartment again. So I hit respawn. Uh, my character immediately dies. Yeah. I fall over in the apartment hallway outside <laughs> of uh, my original spawn so point. There's just a body there now. <laughs> I guess. I guess I was in the spaceport. My uh, my spaceport holiday in. I don't, I don't know if I started in a you know, hotel room or apartment, but T- technically, yeah, anyway. it's it is your living quarters in that area. Okay. Because that's like your home base. But so it's I not. Made it, actual... I made it like ten feet. I I opened my apartment door. I stood in the hallway of the complex. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't figure out how to get back in. Mm-hmm. I hit the respawn button, which apparently means you die. It means kill yourself. Yeah. To then respawn. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right outside my apartment, and then wake up uh, in a hospital bed, uh, in, in some sort of a clone body on the <laughs> yeah. other side of town. Um. And my frustration, man, I mean, I mean, you listeners know I don't like reading rule books. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't. And so my frust- frustration meter was pretty high. So at this point I called Casey is like, okay, how do I do this? But, uh, yeah, I'm still playing. I'm still playing. I got to ride around on Casey's spaceship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got impounded because Casey can't park. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> but, uh, 
Seems like a real fun game so far, Casey. Real fun so game. So far. Yeah, so I show up to the spaceport because Brent's like, I'm, I'm by the elevator of the spaceport. And he's just in a medical gown holding his spacesuit in a box. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so after okay, figuring out I woke some up the in controls, the hospital yeah. in a medical gown and I checked my inventory and I found mm-hmm. my spacesuit. Oh, yeah, and I had no idea how to equip my spacesuit when I double clicked on my spacesuit. It just had me hold my spacesuit in a box in front of me, so I'm just down by the elevators mm-hmm. in my hospital gown, holding my spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took his spacesuit. I did find that Slash Dance makes you dance just like in World of Warcraft, so that, you know, yeah, trying things, learning, trial and <laughs> You're error. just like doing the normal MMO thing, you're like... Backslash slash dance. dance slash Absolutely. bit slash clap. Yeah. This works, right? <laughs> We're sitting around in World of Warcraft, just everybody trying different ones for like an hour. It's the good old days of MMOs, people. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. Um I'm like I said, I've been I've been pretty into it. I haven't been playing that long, but uh I did get the, the dual stick set up for flying in space and <laughs> feeling pretty good about it. Feeling yeah, it's frustrating, really frustrating. But it's it's been fun, and right. uh, so so I've got a plan. I plan. am going to be your co-pilot, which okay. means I sit in your ship and I wait to fight off borders if we have to fight borders. Well, yeah, which and can happen. Yeah. I'm just going to be I'm going to be sitting in my desk painting, and you let me know if I need <laughs> to uh, to pay attention to the game. Okay, <laughs> that, that makes sense. I like that. It's not bad. So Brent will be the useless co-pilot. Um, mm-hmm. really, I did want to bring this up because, um, I think it would be fun to have a few more people, 20 or so, just to hop in the same ship and fly around the, the small section of the galaxy that is Star Citizen, um, perhaps robbing people, perhaps helping people. I don't know, but something fun. So if you happen to play Star Citizen, just let us know and, uh, you know, we'll get some kind of a group going, just, just throwing that out there. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, I've been building my Hot Wheels track, which is coming together pretty good. I think you saw a little bit of it the other day. I um, did. Yeah, it's it's coming together. It's coming together. So that's that's getting interesting. Um, I've been putting together Space Marines for a reason that we won't talk about right now. Okay. Okay. Um, and painting monsters. Okay, it's time. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So why did we want to do this? Out of all the topics we could have chosen, we basically wrote down and put a bunch of stuff in our notes saying, why do I like to paint giant monsters? Why do we like to paint giant monsters? Why is that like more satisfying than most other things to paint? Well, partially it's a change of pace. You know? Okay, I like that, yeah. Yeah. Um... And then we'll just get that out of the way. It's something new. Maybe you're not normally painting monsters. Okay, boom, change of pace. But uh, here's here's some reasons we like them. So in that change of pace, a monster is often a one-off model. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not painting a squad normally. Uh, you're uh, you're painting one monster, and monsters kind of by definition are far away from human. So they can look like almost anything. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, you're not uh, in any danger of getting into any uncanny valleys, or having those like you know 
squiggle eyes on that space marine that uh, you know don't look right. You know that's not <laughs> that's not a human face. Like that, right. Wait, that, that thing, right? <laughs> but maybe that monster's supposed to have eyes that look all googly like that. Yeah. You don't know. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, but no, for for real, like the a monster is a fantastical beast that can look like whatever you want to look like. And so that opens up a lot of avenues for creativity, and it also gives you a lot of escape valves for if you're messing up or having happy little accidents. That's true. So yeah. a, a painting a monster is a great way to you know, try new things <clears throat> and to, to paint bravely, and uh, the yeah. consequences of which normally turn out okay. That's true. I think more often than not, it does turn out okay, even if you're not 100% sure what you're going to do. Um, and a lot of that is that uncanny valley thing that you're talking about. You, I think that you, like a monster can be whatever it is, right? Whatever it wants to be. So like you got giant purple skin and whatever, like that's great. Um, mm -hmm. Something that I find on monsters specifically, uh, the scale. Scale is bigger right? It's a big monster. So doing something like painting eyes all of a sudden becomes like, well, I can paint a really good eye. Like, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, I did that troll hag and like legitimately best eye I ever painted in my whole life. And it's like, yes, like that's why uh -huh. I went to art school. Let's paint that eyeball. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what that was all for. Um, yeah, like it, it changes the way that that you can actually approach things. Like you can you can do different things, try different techniques. Um, I did want to get into specifically techniques. Maybe we'll get into that after kind of the reasons and the differences, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, just to just to close that out. I mean, there are lots of good arguments for painting at different scales. Yeah. So just you know, painting a bust or. Or going and painting tiny, tiny, tiny troopers. Right. Um, but especially going for like a little bit larger scale, like you're saying, that certain features become doable. Uh, certain textures make sense to try to attempt. Or on the flesh, like trying to paint some imperfections in the flesh makes sense. Or, mm -hmm. you know, trying to really pay more attention to, to freckles or sunburns or whatever wrinkles i don't know yeah um or Textures. the eyes yeah so yes the the scale the scale is absolutely a big thing here uh did your cat just bark did that just happen <laughs> it, it, it was very early in the progression to hairball i think he's gonna be okay but she's she's thinking about it it's like they're uh, a dog at Ben's house i am so confused <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways so yeah so <laughs> monsters tend to be big and so you get some scale out of that but um that's that's all we really need to say about scale painting painting big stuff gives you gives you new opportunities to try things why don't you get into what you wanted to say about techniques um well there i think that again with scale i guess is kind of along the same line like when you're painting something of a larger scale you can start to try different techniques um, using your airbrush, like becomes easier. It just does. Mm -hmm. uh, you can start to actually highlight volumes with your airbrush, um, and make them look like pretty nice, pretty quickly. 
without having to do a lot of work. Um, like my go-to for most monsters is to paint all of the the skin like some darker color, right? Like usually like a purple is where I'm at because I like purple for monsters. It's just a monster monster color. Um, and then I come over the top of it at an angle with like a lighter color. So then you get all your nice shadows are all nice and purple, but all your volumes have a nice highlight to them of like whatever the skin tone that you actually want it to be. And then you can start to shift that in all sorts of different directions and play around with that. And it's like, it already looks awesome. Um, you get like an exaggerated muscle structure and you can get some really cool looking, like super pro looking, you know, paint jobs with, with almost no effort. And I, find that to be pretty refreshing. Like when I approach a new project, uh, like I painted Bellicor, the the demon prince, I think is yeah, that's what he's called. Yeah, I think yeah. So. Um, but I painted the old one, not the new one. Um, and even that one, it's like it's the same model, it's just shrunken down a little bit. It's very funny looking comparatively. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. But like he's got some good detail, and it's like I did a few things that I knew would work really well. Like I, I did the whole underlighting thing, um, and I'll throw the I'll have Matt throw up the picture here so you can kind of see, um, because it's like with very little effort you can get certain effects, right? So it was like okay, well yeah, I painted him up. He looks pretty cool. Well now I want this like red fire from below. I want this lighting from below. So I put him on a lava base and just shot airbrushed him basically from below with red and it's like it's legit because on this monster it's all exaggerated so all of those pieces get picked up and it just makes it look like i'm a much better painter than i am and i i appreciate monsters for that quite often is it makes it it makes me look like a better painter (laughs) like way more that's a really good point Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hadn't fully considered that, but absolutely. So recently, I I painted a troll. Dude, that for, troll is for... sick. Thank you, buddy. Yes. Uh, so part of that is because I learned how to do an infinite black background, but part of it Good is boy. because that painting monsters <laughs> allows you to do some new and interesting things. Uh, so this troll was uh, a print from Thingiverse, and it's a cool model. Check it out on my Instagram and everything you know check out that infinite black backdrop (laughs) yeah but because it is a larger figure i can try to do some interesting stuff with the airbrush and you know on small figures a lot of times i'll just try to get one cool color down maybe do a sweet maybe do a sweet color transition but it's not like okay and now i'm gonna paint the abs a different color and now i'm gonna paint uh, this feature on his back a different color and he's got his nose is going to be a little bit red. None, none of that on a tiny figure, but on a larger figure, uh, absolutely get a get a sweet color transition from from purple to teal, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in addition to that, get a little bit of a a fleshier abdomen. So load up that Caucasian skin tone and get a little bit of that onto the abs, you know. Yeah, and. By the time you've done that, you've gotten like the whole color wheel yeah, for represented real though, right? <laughs> on, on your model. But it kind of makes sense. Like there's a there's a little bit of a logic to it. But yeah, you turn that model, you got a ton of different colors on there. Yeah. And that, uh, <laughs> yeah, one thing not so easy to do on a tiny model, but also 
because you're working with so many colors, it's hard to really know what they're going to look like by the time you get to the the fifth color down the line, you know? That's true. Um, yeah. Just depending on, on how heavy your trigger finger is while you're working on purple versus the teal versus the flesh tone, you don't know where that balance is going to end up. Don't Don't tell me that you do. Um, right. And <laughs> you can pretend. And, and I gotta say, it was it was absolutely a situation where I was surprised about exactly where we ended up with you know how much of the reds and how much of the blues and greens were showing through, mm-hmm. um, how much got left over, how much you know again just how heavy you're going on each step. But because it's a monster, it don't matter. Nope. It it does not matter if that's more of a purple troll or more of a teal troll. Yeah. Uh, have a little bit of both on there. Have some cool transitions. And it's going to look sweet as long as you're not trying to match it to some particular clan of trolls or you're not trying to match <laughs> right. it to... Yeah. That that's Some where it starts to get last a year. little bit funky. It's like then your skills kind of start to show a little bit when you're trying to to match something specifically and not just like the idea. Um, for trolls, actually, I like to get kind of a generalized theme, right? So it's like, oh, okay, well, if this is a river troll, then you know we got some tans, we got some greens, we got some teals, you know, some blues, stuff like that, um, and then you just mix it up. Mix it up a little bit. And uh, one of my absolute favorite things to do, um, because, you know, you, you've got this, like, large canvas, right? You've got an open canvas. Um, so you can think about freehand. You can think about tattoos. Um, and you can think about texture. Um, so if you take that, like, green lichen moss that you can get at, like, hobby shops or, you know, I guess craft stores, more like. Um, mm-hmm. going like, planters. But they... It's kind of like they have these patterns to them, like this moss, right? It's interconnected. You can kind of tear pieces off and stuff in it. It's got like little stringy lines that come off. I like to take that, string it out as much as possible, get get kind of a big piece, lay that over a section of like, say it's like the top of the leg near the knee, right? You want to get some nice skin tone in there, put mm-hmm. that on top and just spray that skin tone straight through. And now you have this like cool, like almost like watery reflection but it's it's not because it's still airbrushed um but you get this yeah. awesome like look through that and it, and it just starts to introduce all of these new textures to this you know skin it's just like you wouldn't be able to do that in a small model um so like that large monster just really does open up a lot of those types of things yep uh and textures that's something that you can do with the airbrush but it's also something that you can do with the regular brush so what i found is that kind of making like a modeled or dotted effect is Mm -hmm. a lot of fun on monsters um and so i did a a slad (laughs) a couple weeks ago did a slad and um that looks really good with just dots of colors that kind of intersect and overlap with each other and I don't know, is he is he pimply? Is he splotchy? I think splotchy is probably the best interpretation. Does, does he have polka dots or <laughs> or are, are are they so small that it's kind of pixelated and you're not even really perceiving it? But um yeah, I, I really like the the way of putting little little dots um as as texture for those overlapping colors. Yeah. And and even on my <laughs> 
my troll it looked more like kind of liver spots on my troll but um, tend to on top trolls. of oh yeah. yeah oh yeah you throw some dots on there and actually what i had in my mind was kind of like a teal uh trill what is that what dax is in deep uh, space nine yeah trill 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 yeah i mean the, it, the... i forget what she is the trill is the, the worm Okay, well, yeah. But there, she's something else. I know what you're talking about. I get what you're saying. But she's got okay. the spots that run. It's, it's a Star Trek race that has dots that go neck. all the way down. They're, yeah. they're on the sides. It kind of starts at the neck and goes all yeah, the way yeah. down. And so that's what I was doing. I was like, all right, teal liver spots on my troll, but l like a trill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And sure, why not? Why not? Like it's That's it's true. a monster. You you don't get to tell me whether trolls have uh, a pattern of dots running down their sides. I get to tell you that because this, <laughs> exactly. this is my troll, and and trolls aren't real, so you can't compare this to to anything. That's true. And uh, do that for dinosaurs too. Nobody knows what dinosaurs' pelts look like. That's true. Which is an interesting thing to think about all on its own, uh, right? That's a that's a whole other mind blown thing right there. <laughs> right, <laughs> they were all bright, every one of them. Oh, bright def they were definitely bright. That's nobody. Nobody is arguing that <laughs> there were no brown dinosaurs. That is the stupidest thing anyone has <laughs> ever suggested. It's the most boring interpretation of that. Like, like come on, like let's be real here. <laughs> Yeah, they're all like polka dotted, multicolored. Like this, this was ridiculous, and they needed to be killed off. That's why this happened. <laughs> but yeah, if you're painting up a, a dinosaur, you can put big old stupid cow spots on it if you want to. That's your dinosaur. Yeah, it's your your prime. And and maybe there's a way to make like black and white cow spots look cool. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I got nothing for that. Um, well, you won't know till you try it, will you? I mean, I feel like in my head... I've got, I've got a suspicion. But... <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think I may already know the answer to this. No, okay. Um, if they're not... If they're, like, the irregular, like, blobby spots, uh, and you did it on one of those giant, uh, uh, like, cygors, is that what they're called? I don't know. They're basically giants, but they have, like, bullheads. That works. I've seen that work. Okay, okay. But I think that's the only good example. That's an option. Yeah. Uh, maybe a boar rider, like a boar, could have, you know, some spots on there. It's like a weird-looking boar. Mm -hmm. See that, like, potbelly pig style? Like, I've done that before. On a, I've used, like, a potbelly pig in his, as a, a reference for painting uh, uh, Korgoraths. So, like, big pig-looking demons. Um, and that's kind of the same thing. Like, just changing up the colors and and going off something realistic you know trying to match yeah. that and and like it working pretty good yeah um and it's one of those things where if it's not quite working like if you don't quite like it you can then do something drastic to it like you can throw a really colorful wash at it except oh this isn't working but maybe <laughs> if i chuck some some army paint or speed paint uh <laughs> Some plasmatic bolt all over everything. Ooh, get that, get that blue green. Bolt is that? That's a that's a real name. 
I think so. It's is that, close, is that at a least. bright green? A green blue. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, or alternatively, if you've used too many bright colors already, it's not working. Like, yeah, dark brown wash all over everything. <laughs> see what happens. Or throw some, you know, burnt umber into your airbrush. Hit that from below and then all over. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. You can, that's, that's the thing. You can, uh, you can go nuts and really experiment with a monster. And that's why they are refreshing. That's true. I do feel pretty good after painting a giant monster. Um, you know, like, uh, in fact, the last couple of videos I've done have just been giant monsters. Uh, and now that I'm thinking about it, the last like four videos I've done have been giant monsters. Oh, starting to notice a pattern here. Wait, what did you say you're working on right now? Well, I just I just finished today a Bellicor. Okay, that was today. Okay, it's a giant demon monster, right? And I mean, okay, like the 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 other Bellicor, the smaller one, he's pretty small, but it's still he's got that exaggerated monster look to him. Um, so I think that works. Mm-hmm. And then and then the week before was a uh, Corgrath that I converted up and painted, and that had some some fun stuff on it. Although that that's a whole other thing. You have to watch the video for that because. It's a weird, weird one. Super weird one. But then before that, it was a, I think the troll hag or something. I don't even know, man. Like, I don't know anymore. I just feel like I've been painting monsters and having a good time. So, yeah. Yes, you have. I have been. Yes, you have. (laughs) And that's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. I'm going to paint monsters all day. We also have here uh, wet blending. Yeah. That's a good thing you can do with a monster. Well, you start to, again, it's that size, right? You can actually, because, yeah. you know, people like practice wet blending on, on bases and stuff. Cause it's like, okay, here's like a 25 millimeter base, right? Well, if an entire muscle group on a monster is the size of a 25 millimeter base and like, you're going to have a pretty good time or probably <laughs> hopefully practicing, oh, yeah. getting some good wet blending techniques down. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, monsters are more fun that way. And and again, if you screw it up, it's like, cool. Like, that monster has a weird-looking left peck. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, back from the troubles. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> something something bad happened there. That's right. Exactly. Like, I don't know, splatter some blood on that, that side and be like, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. It's like a story says uh, he got bit by a flying squirrel. And that's what happened to him. Well, that's the other thing is that you can use effects paints on them and not care. Like just yeah, <laughs> right. blood effect, ooze. Yeah. Uh, oh, the ooze. Yes. What do you do for ooze? How do you do the ooze? I don't do ooze. You don't do ooze. No, I'm, I'm a fairly clean kind of. Yeah, you are a clean guy. Yeah. Clean paint and everything. But, uh, you know, you put some nice glossy stuff on there, even just gloss varnish, you know, selectively brush on that's gloss true. varnish. You can get some a real wet look. Yeah. Do yeah. That. That's fun. I do like that. Um, I, I have some like Yoohoo glue and I thought that was the stuff you're supposed to do to make the, the goo and the ooze and stuff. And I'm, I've seen it like a hundred times, right? In all sorts of videos, Yoohoo glue, that's where it's at. And I mm-hmm. swear, man, I could not make it work. I just hmm. couldn't do it. It just wouldn't work. So I don't know if it's just me or if there's like a like a thick version or a, a goo version of that stuff that I just am completely unaware of. But uh, yeah, I couldn't make it work. 
That's that's one of those things. It's like it's on my list. It's been on my list for a long time. Same thing with airbrushing spider webs. So that's an actual thing you can do. Hmm. That is really neither here. Well, maybe someday. Someday. <laughs> um, one of the one of the best best things that you can do with giant monsters is make a cool giant monster base. Ooh. Yes. Okay. That's right. What's, uh, tell me about that. Uh, so, like, the last few giant monsters that I've done have, have had a very base-heavy theme to them. Like, I did a resin pour on my troll hag, which is a pretty big monster. Um, so I did this awesome-looking, like, swampy-looking base, poured in some resin, and now she's kind of like her feet are a little bit underwater, but you can, like, see all the grass in there, and it just has a really cool, unique look to it. Um, and that's... with. The larger bases like that, you're starting to kind of get into the like diorama territory, and it's just a lot more fun. Like you can put yeah. a lot of stuff in there, and it, and it, I don't know, it just it usually works out pretty good if you just some grass tufts, some rocks, a few different things. Like you can kind of go nuts with that stuff, and because the scale of the monster, like it doesn't look overwhelmed by you know little grass tufts everywhere. So it, it's true. a little easier to make look nice. Um. You know, because on a on a small model, it's like, what's the rule? Like three items, I think, is the rule of like looking That's about proper. That. A rock and two tufts, basically. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was about to be it. triangular in Nate somehow specific, some art thing. I don't remember, whatever. But it yeah. it, it does make sense. To have an odd number of things on there. It looks more uh, natural. We'll have to do some research on that, but no, that that sounds entirely correct. Yeah, less Except if you're if if you're putting down a, like a like a whole squad, gotta break it up. This guy only has one tuft. This one that's has true. two tufts. I yeah. do the I do the one tuft or the three tuft. That's that's my that's my go to. There you so go. One or three. There that's you go. It. I don't do the in between. I don't do even numbers. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I were I've I've heard lots of things with like people saying, "Oh, you got to work in triangles." You know, so you have focal points. You've got you know three things. The thing in the middle is your focal point. Um, so why you do like a lot of painting that way? It's like the two hands and the head. You know, kind of thing to make a triangle. Uh, whatever it is, you know, to to focus your attention. So if you have two objects and you're looking at the third thing, it's like well. You know, which technically are you supposed to look at? It's two tufts in a model. It's like, well, obviously, but um, it still it just throws you off a little bit because it looks too even, too man-made if you have an even number. So that's that's why you go with odd on the basis. Yeah. So I've heard. I still think you got to throw a few uh, few twofers in there to to make the squad look like the squad people. look natural. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is the squad look, will look natural no, even no, if that no, here's one guy in the corner is you, standing you got on one a figure, piece of land <laughs> you got one figure with three three objects you throw in a figure his partner has one object sure now your squad has four objects that's an even number so what oh, I'm saying boy. is you take that three you get that guy with your three tufts yeah you give them a partner that has two tufts. Squad has an odd number of tufts. If you give them all three, it's always okay. It's like I'm sorry. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, no, no. Okay. Back to monster bases. Back to monster bases. Monster bases. Um, You can do more than three things on a monster base. So you've got enough real estate to to tell a little story. That's what I'm talking about. You've got your rock and you've got your tufts to to set the scene that you're in Mm -hmm. some sort of a plane with rocks and tufts. Mm. But you've also got your dwarf head. Yes. You've got your dwarf shield. Yes. You've got your dwarf axe. There was a battle here, and this monster, uh, this troll just killed, like, a lot of dwarfs, because here's all this dwarf stuff. But it's not crowded. It's got enough room to breathe. Yep. You've got, you get, yeah. You, you got enough room for dwarf head, dwarf axe, blood effects, glossy blood effects. You've got some, an extra pile of bones over here from, like, some so previous dwarfs. Right. And uh but you've still got you still got your tufts and your tuft and and a little little flower tuft because it's actually a very pretty scene. Right. And it's just kinda of too about, bad that that's where uh, a lot of dwarves died. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You just get past certain things of it. If you look at it from the troll's perspective, that's fine. Those dwarves are It's all bad good. It's people. all good. Yeah. Right. So a little flower so, see I, I like those little like uh those little touches where you know, it's the, the, the dead bodies everywhere, and there's a troll standing there, but then he's got a little butterfly on his finger, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that's You that's can't so do that on a 25-millimeter base. No, you can't tell that story. Yeah, I mean, you can put a grot, and the grot can have a flower, and maybe the that's grot true. can have, like, two tufts, but the grot can't have a flower, two tufts, a dwarf head, and a dwarf axe. No, the grot's too small for that. Too small. Too small. Too small. That's true. Be the troll. (laughs) Yes, that troll can have that scene going on all the time. And that that's something I actually want to do. Like that specific scene now. I would probably put into something. Um The base is there to tell the story. And a bigger base tells a grander story. That's that's the gist of this entire thing. <laughs> so much room for activities. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what else about giant monsters? Like bases are good, man. Uh, eyeballs are fun to paint. Texture is good. Stippling. There are no wrong answers. It's one hundred percent true. You know, you know. Speaking of Instagram photos, I've yeah. got that you know infinite black backdrop. I've got that troll. You know what else I did? I cranked the colors a little bit. Did you really? Normally, normally I don't use uh, Instagram filters for for my pictures because I think it's normally very obvious and normally makes it look worse than just taking a picture of your mini. Yeah. But for this troll, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do a Juno. Maybe I'll do like a Clarendon. <laughs> um, not not Valencia, not no, not that. But um, definitely a fifty percent Juno in there. I can see it now. But yeah, there was. I think that might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Instagram, Brent. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it, it was like forty or fifty percent of of one of them. But yeah, no, I, I cranked the color saturation a little bit. You did, and it looks. It, it looks, looks good. really good. I was impressed. It I looked... thought that the colors were vibrant and well done and it very well put together. And honestly, and more often than not, that teal just just kicks it up just enough. It, it's the little mm-hmm. spice on top that, that just really brings it all together for me. Um, and and here's the thing. Like, I actually, 
had a lot of anger at that mini because I got a lot of like dust and crap in the primer layer. Really? I don't even know how okay. I did it, but there's there's like a lot of tiny little specks of stuff like sticking onto the model. Weird. And I'm pretty angry at myself that I actually would have spent a little more time with it to to really perfect it if that wasn't the case. Um I mean, if but you I kinda got it to the point it. Yeah, I mean I three D printed it <laughs> and I don't I don't know if I don't know if like little chunks of stuff got stuck to it when I was curing it or if it was in the primer or what, but there's yeah. a couple of things that are like, okay, that's a hair. That's that's just a hair stuck under all my paint. And yeah, I've, I've nothing, nothing I do is going to make that look. <laughs> no. Um, and, and one of the imperfections is just right there in the middle of like one of the, the abdominal muscles. I'm just like, nope, there's, there's no getting around that. Um, so so I, I, I called it good earlier than I might have otherwise. It's like, ah, it's close enough. But know. the infinite black background, the get, having all those colors on there, uh, it really detracts from that or or pulls attention away from from little stuff like that. It, it does. Yeah. It, it it's weird, and I know we kind of talked about this in some other episode, probably the last one. But I think what it actually does is, um, you know, that fluorescent effect when you point a black light at a fluorescent color, and it just looks insanely like brighter than it actually is. I think the same kind of effect is going on, like non-chemical, of course, but like because there's so much blackness behind these bright colors and they're showing up so vividly, it's basically like the light is is kind of making them look nicer than they actually are on that black background. And there goes Brent again. He just got up and took off. Again, another episode of this. I don't. I don't know. We should do something. Say something in the comments, maybe. We haven't done that in a while. So, on the black background, it's just like they pop so much more that they almost look fluorescent. Like, if you stare at a fluorescent color long enough, you can kind of, like, separate the fact that it's not actually so bright. And you just go, oh, well, that color is just being lit up in a different way. It's, it's I don't know, it's a thing. You can, you can, like, see it after staring at it for long enough. So, like, same thing with a model on an infinite black background. If you look at it just right and you start separating those colors, it's like, well, they're not actually that bright. Like the contrast isn't that great. It's just the black background is making them pop off so much. It just looks better. Where'd you go? (laughs) Uh, Snuffles had her paw caught on my desk chair. And I gave her like thirty seconds to figure it out, oh, but no. she was gonna she was gonna <laughs> pop a shoulder. So right. just a claw, one claw. It's that one claw that's just like I can't get it out, can't do anything. Yeah, she she was sitting in my chair, but uh, had her claw like way up right. on the on the chair back. <laughs> like, I was just like I, hanging. I'm there. just gonna just sit like, here. Uh, I guess she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. And she was like moving a different way. Didn't she'll figure it out. out. She'll figure it out. Like no, like yeah, yeah. Come here, unhook. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. That's pretty funny when that happens. <laughs> I've definitely seen cats that I've had in the past. It's just like they'll sit in the most uncomfortable position because they're like, I'm resigned to this. I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, you're you're not fine. Yeah. Like, no, I'm fine. I will die here. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. You, I think your camera view is a little different from, from the camera view that goes up for the podcast on Paint Bravely, the it podcast is, fact, YouTube yes. channel. 
But uh, you missed the the cat battle where Snuffles lost the Indominus box to Gordon, and Gordon is now sitting in the Indominus box. Good job, Gordon. (laughs) uh, Earlier earlier in the podcast, when my distraction was uh, not entirely with you, Casey, that's what Mm. was going on there. But anyway, we're we're all up to date on the cats. We uh, as you do, yeah. We were talking about our colors. Oh, speaking about. weird little stuff getting into 3d printed models mm. uh, I, I took a shower the other day and washed my hair and you know normally in the shower drain there's like a fair bit of hair but this time there was you know normal amount of hair plus plus a 3d printing support <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome just didn't even realize it was in there that's so right good. I, it's like uh i mean I mean, especially during pandemic, I go like many days without washing my hair. So sure, sure. it's just like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just might need to rethink some things. <laughs> uh, well, it makes me think about the, you know, the, the hermit that has the, the birds building nest in their beards and mm, stuff. Mm, but for me, it's you're, just. Uh, you're Radagast and just, such. Yeah. You're Radagast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like the 3D printing version of <laughs> you just <got> <laughs> resin dripping down the side. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I mean, I've yeah. definitely like taken off pants and like found a bit that fell that sure. was like in a crevice of like sure. uh, down at the bottom of the leg or whatever. So it's like, yeah, okay, well, I've been there. Never, never had a, a 3D printing support fall out of my hair in the shower though. That's that's definitely a new one. Hey, first time for everything here. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. The next topic is, can you take this hobby too far? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good warning sign right there. <laughs> what are your warning signs that you've just done gone too far? <laughs> I may have gone to too far. Down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad it's not in there anymore. I mean, that's good. More, I mean, I, I uh, assume it was... A few more passes through the old hair here to make sure there's no more where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking of 3D printed supports, uh, I'm getting ready to put out uh, a bust. That's right. That's right. Um, created by my, my good buddy Andy at Synerds. Uh, he's a really good sculptor. He's, he's been working on sculpting like the last year, and he's just been getting better and better. It looks and, great. Yeah, like he he made this incredible bust of my eBay Miniature Rescues logo. Mm-hmm. And it's it is insane. It's legitimately like weird to look at and to see in person. I've printed out like four so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just cause you do. Um Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be throwing that throwing that out here pretty soon. So uh obviously I'll That's I'll exciting. talk about it more. Uh, nice. as we get closer to that but uh, I'm pretty stoked on it and uh, yeah I'm going to paint one up I know he's painting one up too oh so yeah I, I think I sent you the file already so you know you did yeah you eventually did. looks good yeah yeah I'm excited about that mm-hmm things are things are good well on that note what note on that note Oh, on that note, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. 
And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time, friends.